welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. So no football since we last talked, obviously, um, as we discovered while we were recording the podcast last time, Wednesday's next two games, of course, postponed. Um, but Wednesday are back in action this weekend. We'll talk about that in uh, a bit. Um, first, though, um, uh, a new a new face at Hillsborough, a new signing, first one of the January transfer window. What can you tell us about Andre Green? Well, it was what I sort of hinted on the last podcast, James, that there might be some activity uh, on the transfer front. So I, you know, I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but I uh, I did suggest that there might be some business that was done. And uh, lo and behold, 24 hours later, yeah, Andre Green was was a done deal. And he's, he's 22 and um, he's a boyhood Aston Villa fan. He was on their books for a long time. He's played in the Premiership. Um, he, you know, he's got, Lower league experience, he's had loan spells at Charlton, Portsmouth, um, and I think I'm forgetting one as well, Mark, was it Ipswich? Um, but yeah, I mean, he's someone that's been on Wednesday's radar for a long time. And, uh, you, know, on, you know, Green spoke to the press earlier this week, uh, and, you know, and he confirmed that, you know, he was in talks with the club last summer uh, with... Wednesday's head of recruitment, David Downs, and he also spoke to Gary Monk. Uh, so, yeah, th- this has been a deal that, you know, Wednesday, they couldn't get over the line then. Uh, but I just think it's a, a bit of business from Wednesday that it's low risk. He's not on big wages and he's someone that's got a points prove. He signed an 18-month deal um, and he needs to really get his career going again and he's has six, seven months of no football where he's been a free agent here. Um, and um, so it's going to be fascinating to see what sort of shape he's in. You know, by all accounts from people I've spoken to, you know, they said he's actually looked you know, pretty sharp and, and up to speed. He's kept himself in, in good condition. Uh, and I think that he'll be involved straight away at Everton and he wants to be plunged straight into action. Um, first of all, you were absolutely blowing your own trumpet there. Just saying I'm not blowing my own trumpet doesn't mean you're not blowing your own trumpet. Um, the, um, yeah, so here, here's the only thing that just baffles me a little bit by this whole thing. Um, and that is, as you mentioned, he's been several months without uh, a club. When you're a free agent, you can join a club at any any point. So I just don't understand why has it taken this long not necessarily for him to join Wednesday, but for him to join any club. It just feels like, oh, is there a little alarm bell ringing there? That's one way of looking at it. Uh, I, I, maybe the terms of last summer, uh, they weren't quite right for Andre Green or Wednesday. So that's why the, the deal didn't go through then. And that both sides sort of left it uh, where the interest was there but you know maybe Andre Green wanted to weigh up his options see see what would happen uh, in the sort of between time of July to to now uh, and uh, you know you get the sense from him that you know it was an incredibly frustrating period there of where he wasn't playing any football uh, and you know, I, I'm sure that he may have had other interest from other sides in the last few months um, but you know, he, he made it clear that you know I think you know Wednesday it feels right for him now, um, and that you know he's got to that point of where he recognises that 
Um, you know, he needs first team football. You know, if he wants to get back to playing the Premier League, he needs to be playing regularly. And that, um, and also, you know, I, I think you, you've got to sort of take your hat off to him now. In the you know, he's not put off by the position that Wednesday are in, um, and and. Yeah. I think the reality is that some players that Wednesday have targeted, um, they will have looked at it and gone, do they want to come to a relegation battle? Um, they could also have been put off some players by the unpaid wages saga before Christmas that has now been resolved. Uh, and, and actually, yeah, Andre Green, I'm sure, you know, his representatives, him, they will have been well aware of, you know, that a Wednesday... Um, there have been issues uh, on and off the pitch, but he's not put off by that, and he still wants to come and be a part um, of you know trying to keep Wednesday you know, in the championship. You make a good point, sir. You make a good point. Um, so I don't know a huge amount about him. Um, so I gather that he's uh, a winger. Um, and I mean, this has for uh, a long time been kind of part of the pitch where we've sort of bemoaned the fact that Wednesday need options. Um, and you know, we need that width. We need other players that when, um, you know, when, when someone like Kadeem Harris isn't around, we, 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 we struggle. Um, so it's, it's, it feels like a very welcome addition in a, a part of the pitch that it's really needed. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, ever since uh, Jacob Murphy went back to Newcastle, you know, Wednesday have been short. Uh, on yeah. the flanks and uh, for me as much as anything it's the competition there you know we've seen that I think um, Kadeem Harris and Adam Reach they blow hot and cold um, they mm. you know, they are two players that you know right now Adam Reach is actually in a little you know what I would call a good run of form um, and you know he's found the back of the net a couple of times his assists are up his numbers are improving but Kadeem Harris uh, you know, is someone that we know he's a very good ball carrier, but the end product lets him down. His decision-making that final third can be infuriating. And I think particularly for him uh, that this is going to be a kick up the backside. I think that's what it's designed to be as well. Uh, and the fact that Wednesday are actually in the market and are looking for another body, another player, out wide, who we may come on to later, uh, I think suggests that strength and depth and squad rotation, it's going to be so important. You look at the fixtures, I mean, the fixture backlog now, James, between Wednesday and action on Sunday, all the way up to Easter. Wednesday are playing every four days. So it's going to take its toll. You know, that, that, that strength and depth, uh, right now, you know, Wednesday, I don't think have got enough there to cope with the volume of matches they're playing. So that's what makes it more important for Wednesday to get another two, three players in the building before that February the 1st deadline. It is actually quite insane, isn't it? Looking at um, the the fixtures that are coming up, I hadn't realised there's maybe, what, a couple of... Um, a couple of midweeks where we don't have a game at the moment. But I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of time for that to to change and for there to be extra games thrown in if they're if they're needed. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned there about possibility of other players. Um, we mentioned Jacob Murphy. If we can't get him back, what's the next best thing? We'll get his brother instead. So his name's been um, knocking around, and 
um, seems to have kind of gathered a little bit of pace. But then today, in the last few hours, Cardiff have sacked Neil Harris as their manager. And you sort of wonder whether that will have some kind of influence over any potential deal that might have been kind of ongoing in the background or something. So that that kind of becomes a little bit messy. You've got two clubs now without managers potentially doing transfer deals. Uh, I, does that happen? I don't know. It could have a real knock-on effect. Uh, I think it's, we're going to have to wait and see what happens, how quickly Cardiff make an appointment. Um, it would be a, a big surprise if Cardiff allowed him to go um, before they bring in a new manager, that's for sure. Yeah. You, know, you, would have, you would have thought a new manager will come in and then they may see Josh Murphy as part of their plans. Uh, and yeah, you know, Wednesday are already facing competition for him. You know, if you believe reports, you've got Nottingham Forest and Derby. You know, I've heard whispers of some other championship clubs that are looking at him. And I think Wednesday are certainly looking at players that have struggled for game time who have championship experience or are at other championship clubs. And um, that's, the, yeah. you know, definitely on their radar um, with their recruitment in the, I'm not so sure this window we're going to see one or two players on loan coming in from the Premier League. You know, players who are like a Connor Wickham, who's not played at all this season for Crystal Palace, as an example. I, I don't think Wednesday are going to be taking a punt or going to be gambling on Premier League players who financially would cost more money as well um, than players in the lower leagues to even bring on loan. You know, sticking with Conor Wickham on huge astronomical Premier League wages at Palace on Wednesday were paying a big proportion of his salary last season. And, and he did okay, didn't he? But, you know, Wednesday, they need players to come in, hit the ground running to get out of the situation that they find themselves in. So I, I do think they're looking in the championship at players who've maybe fallen down in the pecking order, but have still got 10 or 15 matches under the belt. They've been in and around squads. They've been in and around teams and playing. Uh, and, and maybe they're now just looking uh, you know, for you know players who are available there who may have fallen out of favour. We only have what a week and a half left of this transfer window now. Is it the first of February that the 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 window closes? Which actually is, I mean, it's a week on Monday, which sounds scarily close, doesn't it? So it, it is. It, it, obviously, it's going to go down to the wire again in terms of deals and getting stuff done. We, we'd already talked about that and said that that was going to be the case for for Wednesday and probably the case for a lot of clubs, which is the nature of football um, at the moment. Um, if we were having this conversation like four or five weeks ago, we'd have talked about this absolute desperate urgency to get strikers in. But Wednesday have kind of hit that little run of form and it, it sort of feels like that has, has dropped by the wayside a little bit. The, there isn't that kind of desperation anymore, but it kind of still needs it. It still needs that desperation. We we still need at least another striker through the the door. I'm worried about this. I'm just worried that it might not happen. It's, it's I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's a very tough market this time. Um and clubs are looking at their own scenarios um and 
what they've got available, their injury list, uh, and that's why I think there's going to be a lot of business that's done across the board late, um, and it's not ideal for Wednesday in the situation that they find themselves in. You know, ideally, they would have liked to centre forward to to be in now uh, and to yeah. be involved. Um, so, and it's not for the one to try. I think they've been looking at all the options available to them, whether that's on loan, free transfers, um, in this country, abroad, difficulty when you're trying to sign players from overseas now, the work permit issues with Brexit and the impact that has. So um, it is is challenging for Wednesday and that's why I do have some sympathy for the recruitment team that yeah we, we know there's urgency or the need they, they need to bring in two or three players and certainly a number nine is an absolute must. Uh, you know, I, I suppose I throw it back to you, really, James. I, I would say now a good window for Wednesday would be to bring in uh, maybe another versatile winger similar to Andre Green and that he can play a number of positions. You know, he said his best or preferred position is the left-hand side. So he'd be challenging Adam Reach. He would have fought there if that's how uh, Neil Thompson, the next manager, decides to, you know, play him. Uh, so I, I still think that maybe someone else who can offer something different out wide, uh, the number nine, and and I would say a central midfielder. I think I've actually changed my mind in that I think that a left back I thought would be high on the priority list or some or is, is an area that I think Wednesday needed to address this window. I actually think they've got enough to cope at left back if they're sticking with a, if they're going to play a flat back four that is as well. Um, so I think for me it's a central midfielder and a number nine and. Uh, another wide man. So I think there needs to be four players in total who've come in. And so far, Wednesday brought one new player and I think three more new faces need to come in. What do you think? We need goals. That's I can't get past the point of just, we need goals. And, and that does mean, it does mean centre-forwards. Um, I mean, really, it needs two but we're not. I don't think we're going to get. Do you to. think it needs to? I, I don't know if it does I, need I, to. I think if I, I think if, if they brought a number nine, I think if they brought somebody a natural number nine in again, again, how easy that is to do. I'm sure if you asked a lot of teams in the championship, they're looking for the same thing in in this market, um, and and that's where the difficulty lies. But I, I actually, I, I think that if they got a number nine in, and then somebody who can play up front and. and also do a job out wide, then I I, I think that Wednesday'd have enough. That's quite a big ask, though, isn't it, for someone that can that can play up front and can play out wide? I don't know. I mean, I, what I am forgetting here is that Jack Marriott is coming back, so that's someone to work into the equation. And in my head, I'd kind of forgotten a little bit about him because. I think it's fair to say he did nothing, did he, in, in the in the first half of the season. Huge, huge disappointment. But we have seen this with players in the past where actually you kind of give up on them and then they can come into form and can surprise us. And, you know, it's certainly not like necessarily the end of the story with Jack Marriott. But, you, I mean, maybe that does put paid to, to any hope of maybe getting someone else in because we've actually got plenty of 
we have got plenty of forwards. They're, they're just none of them kind of leap off the page, do they? And, 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 you know, goals have been difficult to come by. But as I say, there was that bit of form before, you know, the, the, the period that we've just hit. So maybe it isn't as like dire straits as I'm kind of thinking it is in my head. And maybe Jack Marriott will do a, will do a job. I, I agree with you in terms of I, I can't imagine that left back is going to be a position that, that we're that bothered about strengthening in at the moment. It feels like there's other priorities. Um, it, it, it needs, we, we, we've, we've said this before, haven't we, that it, it comes down to its goals and creativity are, are, are what we've been lacking in the first half of the season. And so the scenario that you talk about, which is you know maybe a player who is a, a forward rather than necessarily a, an out-and-out striker and uh, can maybe you know play wide and stuff like that would be would be brill because that implies some kind of creativity that kind of player and then just someone who scores goals that that would be very very good but i would imagine that there are probably 12 other championship clubs who've got people recording podcasts right now saying that that's exactly what they need as well so um god knows i don't know it's 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 um difficult to if we had to name the players that we think are realistic targets, even that's quite difficult, isn't it? Because it, it's a real muddled market now. So uh, of the interest that we know that Wednesday've got, let's say if they pull off Sam Hutchinson signs until end of the season and Josh Murphy comes in on loan until the end of the season... Wednesday sign at number nine on top of that. Would you be happy with that work? Um, it, it still feels like maybe there's a midfielder missing there, a midfielder who's got a bit of creativity about them. Sam Hutchinson, um, we, we've talked about him a lot. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of plus sides to Sam Hutchinson. There's a lot of downsides to Sam Hutchinson. What you don't get from Sam Hutchinson, and, and, and you know, I don't think he'd be offended by saying this, he's not a creative player. That's not what you sign a Sam Hutchinson for, is it? So we're still, we're still lacking a bit there in the, in the middle of the park. But um, I, I, I think I, Hutchinson I, to I, me, I, though, I James, what I would say on Hutchinson is that uh, I think he'd be bringing cover in for Massimo Luongo. Uh, and I think that you know there is a, a, a genuine worry there about his ability to play you know three matches in a week with you know with all the <laughs> problems that he's had, um, and so you know if Wednesday don't strengthen in central midfield between now and February first, they're going to go with what they've got, and uh, you're thinking Liam Shaw has had yeah. mixed results in midfield and he's a young player, inexperienced still at this level, learning his trade. That's a lot to put on him and his shoulders. There's, an, there's always been, there has been for years, that over-reliance on Barry Bannon. Jerry yeah. Kelly Petty, I actually think, has done pretty well in recent weeks, but we all know where a lot of Wednesday fans stand with him. Uh-huh. Um um, and and uh, you know, Zayu Delibashiru was hardly played. The one that we should be talking about, you know, to solve the issue that you just addressed there, that I hope is going to have a big second half of the season is Easy Brown. 
Izzy Brown is well, the yeah. one who he is like, the one that there. fixes that creativity, the lack of it, and gives them that guile and imagination. It hasn't happened for him under a number of different managers. He clearly wasn't fancied by Tony Pulis. Um, you know, Gary Monk, he started off brightly, then he got injured and was out, wasn't he, for a number of months with a knee injury longer than everyone expected. Now he's back up to speed. I'm hoping for big things still for Izzy Brown. You know, he was the one I said at the start of the season of the recruitment in the summer that I thought, you know, he was the marquee signing, the guy that was going to deliver the goods and produce the goods for Wednesday. And and that first bit of the season, his his performances were really promising, and and it's really gone stagnant for him. And and I accept the fact that coming off the bench, he's not he's not really done anything to kind of make you think well, he deserves a, a starting place but you're asking quite a lot for someone to come off the bench and completely transform uh, a game and 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 you are in that actually he's probably the ideal player that ticks the box of what I'm talking about um and and I think it's dead unfair that he's not had he's not had a look in um so I mean actually yeah let's look so if if we're saying that Izzy Brown moves back into the fold of of you know with a with a real chance of starting games yep you've got Liam Shaw there who also obviously is going to be some kind of cover at center back as well potentially Sam Hutchinson who also could be cover at center back and our look with center backs this season has been absolutely awful so we need that um so that starts to Look, look a more complete picture. My only worry with this thing about um, Hutchinson being covered for Luongo, and, and and this maybe is just something that we've just got to accept, is that they're quite different players, aren't they? So you, you, you're you going to be playing a different sort of system. You, you know, what what Mass does is is totally different to what Hutch does. Um, but you 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 don't get you don't get two some Hutchinsons in a squad. You probably don't get two Massimo Luongos in a squad either. So you know that's that's just something that we're just going to have to go with. So I think yeah, it, it does start to feel like a a much more complete squad. There's actually quite a lot of players in in that scenario, then, isn't it, that you think are all capable of doing something? Of course, the piece that we've not talked about yet that's still missing is a manager that pulls all this stuff together because you know we're now heading towards the back end of January with 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 still nothingly seeming imminent on 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 this front. Plenty that's happened again in the last week, although not not really too much in terms of of new names. Paul Cook had a bit to say when when he was on the radio last week who um, seemed to kind of almost distance himself. And I'm always a little bit suspicious when um, someone does that because normally a few days later they then get appointed and it's actually them jockeying for position or, or something like um, something like that. But, but nothing's happened with Paul Cook. Um, Darren Moore's name seems to have come into um, the reckoning a little bit. Heard it mentioned a couple of places. Seems to have gone under the radar of fans a bit. There's not been a huge amount of talk about um, him. Um, anyone that I've not mentioned there who who seems to have kind of come out of nowhere? Well, the other one was Vladimir Ivich, wasn't it? Um, last Late last week, over the weekend. And, and so, yeah, Wednesday... I wouldn't say um, they they spoke to him, certainly. I think that was a few weeks ago that, uh, you know, they they put the feelers out there and wanted to, you know, find out what Ivic's situation, you know, was, what sort of headspace he's in after, you know, how things went at Watford, 
where you know he left them and they actually they were fifth in the table. Uh, but it was the style of football. It does, doesn't really fit for me uh, or make much sense. That, and it goes against the grain of everything that the chairman, Dave Ponchansiri, said uh, about the next manager. He wants them to be more on the front, front foot and more attacking. And, that's, and I, I wrote earlier this week, and that's where it's going to be good news, I think, for Jack Marriott, that I think the style of play of the next manager, um, or, or if it's Neil Thompson until the end of the season, is for uh, you know Wednesday to take the game more to the opposition. And the idea will be that they're going to be playing with two centre-forwards all the time. None of this 5-4-1 malarkey that we were regularly seeing and getting served up under Tony Pewis. Thank the Lord. We touched on this earlier on. Um, so obviously today Cardiff has sacked Neil Harris. So it's perhaps inevitable that his name might start kind of being doing the rounds with any championship job that becomes available. Plenty of championship experience. I'm not overly wowed by him. And I don't know if that's just because I just see him as being synonymous with Millwall or, or something. Um, but I, I, I mean, do you think it'll, it'll from this moment on that it's kind of inevitable that he'll start getting connected to it now? Probably with the betting odds is the way they are. That yeah, you know, but by the time we've finished recording this, he'd be up to number he's, four he's, or five, won't he? Probably, probably. Well, way I mean, if, if last week's anything to go by, he'll probably get appointed by the time we finish recording this. Uh, but but this, I, I don't um, think I wouldn't be against it, James. That in all honesty, and I still think I get the impression from Wednesday that um, you know we're still seeing British managers linked with it, um, and then yet there's. I, I feel as if there's a lot of people out there, you know, me included. I still feel as if there's a there's a strong possibility that it's going to be a foreign appointment this time after the way things have panned out with the you know, the last three British managers that Wednesday had. You know, none of them have gone according to plan or been in their jobs very long. Um, but I, I I still don't think that, you know, Wednesday haven't closed the door on British managers. I still think they're looking, um, you know, and, and keeping all their options open. I still, you know, you know, and think that's what's happening. But, yeah, crucially, Neil Thompson bought Dapon Chancery more time, didn't yeah. he, to make yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's done. So, Neil Thompson will take the team to Everton. Uh, you know, on Sunday. And then if he gets to his whole, it, it strengthens his hand more, doesn't it? It's a, it's a free hit, isn't it? Because we're, you know, we're, we are expected to lose that, that game. Um, and with the other games that are coming up, I think there's going to be some players that he's not going to risk. So, um, I, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see on, on that front. Um, yeah, I did think about setting up a, a website of have Sheffield Wednesday appointed Paul Cook yet.com. Um, just with the word no, um, uh, and and obviously just change that to yes when as and when it happens because it it hasn't and it's probably not going to now, is it? And I'm not going to go on another rant about it, but it still seems like glaringly obvious to me. There's this slight issue that's been raised when um, you know talk about a couple of the names that have been connected with it, and and this whole thing now about work permits and licenses to kind of get managerial jobs and the insanely complicated criteria that's now involved with that that seems to suggest that a couple of names that have been mentioned actually wouldn't be able to take the job even if they were 
offered it. I, I mean, maybe there's way rounds, ways around these things. I, I, I don't know. But I, I wonder if that could actually play a, a part in this and that we might see not just Sheffield Wednesday, but other clubs who maybe do go down the route of appointing British managers because it's just a damn sight easier. Yeah, definitely. I think very much so that uh, yeah, some of the managers that may have been on Wednesday's radar, you know, they've looked at it and thought that there are ways around with you know, the work permit issue. Uh, and I'm sure that w- with time it will become easier. But yeah, I, I think that's definitely made the recruitment process harder for Wednesday right now. Absolutely. Um, but um I, I think it, it's it's hard um, to be saying that you know Wednesday, you know right now, you know his patience is the key, but they they, they have to get it right. And you know I know we've we've talked about it a lot over the last few weeks. Um, I, you, know, you know, did we did we think that Wednesday, what well, over three weeks on, would have nobody in place? That's probably not. No, but but then I suppose with the the impacts of COVID on the squad, how well Wednesday've done under Neil Thompson, um, it, it's it's a it's a hard one, isn't it? If you're the chairman right now, you, um, you make the change, but then your things four wins and a draw from the last five matches, things have been going well. So you know why would you you change anything? But then you know what will come if. They lose at Everton and then they lose against Coventry next week. Then, then the clamour and the fever pitch will be there, won't it? You know, over yeah. you know, Wednesday, there has to be clarity. There has to be an appointment now. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, let's let's talk about Everton then, because you know, if if we do go to Everton and win that game, you know, I think Neil Thompson will be banging on the chairman's door the following um, morning with with justification. Um, I, in my head, I'm kind of thinking I expect this to be a fairly weakened Wednesday team because we've just got so many league games coming up that it doesn't feel important. But it is Everton. You know, it's a big it's a big club. It's a big. Um, uh, it's a big game and it's on the TV and all those things that you kind of think, well, we don't want to get turned over or anything. So what's what's your inkling on this? Everton were pushed very hard in the last round by Rotherham. You know, that Rotherham mm, took them to uh, extra time. And, and and no, I think that Wednesday, you know, with it being shown on, on TV, uh, I, I, I think that Wednesday will absolutely be wanting to go there to give a good account of themselves. They won't want to get spanked. Uh, and so, no, I think that it'll still be a fairly strong Wednesday team. There may be a few of the younger players involved in the squad who might get on. Yes, of course, Coventry, you know, if you're asking me right now, you know, you know what the ideal results would be over the next two matches, it would be to lose gracefully at Everton and win at Coventry. That's way more important. Of course it is in the context of Wednesday's season. And also, if Wednesday did get through on Sunday, pull off the the shock, it, you know, I think that would then mean another match would move for the fifth round. So the fixture congestion will get you know even worse. Um, and, and so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that, you know, the good news is Wednesday've got, injured players coming back. You know, Josh Windass is in training. Massimo Luongo has joined in. I don't think he'd be involved against Everton and probably not 
Coventry, you know, might come too soon for him. They don't want to rush him back, but at least he's progressing, heading in the right direction. Julian Berner, the same. Joe Van Aken, not a million miles off. Kieran Westwood, maybe Coventry that he'd be back for. Shay Dunkley, we'll have to wait and see, I think, in the next few matches. So, yeah, that's half a dozen players there that have mentioned that have had injuries, and that's what the two matches being postponed is again the other bonus, the added bonus, is that it's giving these players more time to get ready and and, and be available for selection, and they're going to need all the options that they possibly can have between now and the end of the season to to combat the intense, relentless number of matches that they've got to play. I mean, I'm looking, uh, as I look at my calendar on my screen now, and it shows me the Wednesday games. So showing, so this is within the next four weeks. We've got obviously Everton, then we've got Coventry away. We've got Preston at home, Bournemouth away, Millwall away. Uh, we've got Wickham at home. Um, and then we've got Swansea at home. And they're within, what, a, a kind of three and a bit week Period. It's insane, isn't it? And um, some really important. I mean, they're all important, but some really important games. By the way, yeah. Just to add to that, I think Wickham at home, which has been rearranged, that would be the one that would move if Wednesday progress and beat Everton on Sunday. So that would, yeah, that's where the FA Cup fifth round match would go. So that that's what I mean. So it's another one of where you're trying to fit that. Into the calendar, so yeah, we um, really do with not winning on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, um, but you know what? I mean, on a side note as well, I think the other important thing to point out is at a time when we all know about Wednesday's cash flow difficulties, getting into the fourth round and that match being selected on TV—that's already worth to the club 160 grand. That's nothing to be sniffed at in these times where uh, moment, there's yeah. no revenue coming in, uh, no match day gate receipts, all that jazz, as we know. And and if Wednesday do beat Everton, then that's fifth round, that's more money, um, cash windfall, and potentially you might be on TV again in the fifth round, depending on who you draw. So there's pros and cons for Wednesday getting a result on Sunday. It's, it's already been done, hasn't it, the job for the fifth round? Is it Tottenham or someone? Yeah, Tottenham. So it would be Tottenham or Wickham, I think, at home. So there you go. You'd think the Spurs will beat Wickham. Um, and that's, well, if, that, so if we beat Everton be... and Wickham beat Tottenham, we have to move our, our, our game <laughs> yeah. against Wickham in order to play Wickham. Yes. Uh, don't you just love football sometimes? Uh, right, okay. So um, I, I think, you know, Fed's a, a busy, important couple of weeks coming, uh, coming up. But um, that will bring us to a close for this week's show. You can catch Dom at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott. Or you can contact the show at Dom and James. Thank you to our goal partners, Title Law Solicitors, who you can find at titlelaw.co.uk and Wednesday Picks, which is available to download on your smartphone right now. Thank you for joining us. If you like Singing the Blues, please rate and review the show in your podcast app. Up the owls and see you next week. <laughs>